Alright guys, welcome to episode 48 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're going to be talking about um, what we've been watching, uh, you know, uh, what it's like seeing a certain character in certain shows. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to talk about a new trailer dropping for Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be talking about action sequences and, you know, what we saw in this trailer that kind of... that. Uh, made us anxious for the movie in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, we're going to talk about the NFL draft, which is happening today uh, at the time of you listening to this. And, you know, we give our uh, our our predictions for how the draft is going to go. And mm-hmm. um, you're going to see fucking Tystradamus over here pick, <laughs> <laughs> come out of nowhere with the 10th pick. Um, but, uh, but first... So let's start with what we've been watching or playing or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, you, you go ahead and start. Yeah. So uh, this week I went uh, back to the movie theater. I went to see uh, Back to the Alamo, which is like the little um, like the food theater here. I, I think I mentioned it before last okay. year. Um, and this time I went to see an older movie. It's um, Maholan Drive. Uh, okay. I think... 2001 or 2002 it's uh david lynch directed it um let me make sure i get that um 2001 and so um yeah yeah. so i i've been i always used to well before covid i used to go see movies all the time at the alamo that were old movies i don't think i ever saw any new movies there maybe one or two um, but the reason I went to see old movies is because, you know, I, I like to rewatch them if they're, like, good, like Goodfellas. I think I went to see the Goodfellas there, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, um, Taxi Driver, I think I saw there. And then, um, uh, but now I'm like, I'm just going to watch new, or I'm going to watch movies that I haven't seen that are old. And so this was one mm-hmm. of them. And so I'd always heard this one movie was great. Um, and overall, it was very weird. Um, so <laughs> David Lynch, you know, he does, like, surreal movies. He does, like sort of um, breaks, like, storytelling shit with it. But I've always heard that this was, like, his best one. So I thought maybe it fit more like, um, how can I say, like, conventional framework of, like, storytelling and stuff. But it doesn't. Um, it's still fucking weird. Um, it, uh, it's, like, I don't even know, like, I don't even want to see, like, what it's about because it's not even, like, about that. It's just, like, it's, like, um, it's, like, in, like ooh, like, we were talking about uh, Eric Andre, skit like right like surreal like you know like he's been doing one thing and then he does something else and then it cuts to something and then like something else comes out of nowhere it's like that like they'll be doing one scene and then like um i'm trying to think of an example of one like a scene will be happening and this guy will be like hey this guy called he says to meet him at the top of this mountain he goes like okay and then he goes to the top of the mountain like at night in his car and he gets out and it's just like a cowboy and he's like hey so the man about life man the story is, you gotta nail it, and then he then he leaves. So it's like sh- it's like weird shit like that, right? And so uh, like apparently, well, I and then of course after we read it, 
or after I watched it, um, Sydney and I were both like, well, we're going to go home and read about it. And, like, it's about, like, like movie making and dream sequences and stuff. And there's some really actual, actual sequences that are, like, just, like, mini stories that are sort of, like, little uh, uh, vignettes that, that sort of fit outside of the whole thing. They're actually really good, including one in a movie theater and then one in a cafe. But as a whole, I've just, I was just like, what the fuck is this? And, and <laughs> almost in the line of, like, people think this is a great movie but i mean like i guess it's well i guess like you know it's like what we were talking about, like it's like an eric andre thing where like people love some people love that shit where for me i just find it exhausting because my brain keeps going like maybe now it's when it'll make sense maybe now it's when it'll make sense and it never does right. and i thought um toward the end of the movie i was gonna, it was gonna be like oh it's gonna pick a lane and it's gonna stick to it and it's gonna stick the landing and then you're gonna look back and be like oh that's why that shit was weird nope other way it got even weirder. It got even more like fucking twisty turny. So I would say I recommend it if that's like your jam, right? If like Eric Andre stuff is your jam, if like you like sort of like weird dreamlike movies that sort of break with storytelling, if that's sort of kind of, kind of like your, your 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 thing, I would say watch it. If you if it doesn't sound interesting at all, then I would say just skip it. Um, and yeah, just skip this one together. I, I, well, um, I think it was like one of Naomi Watts's first roles, and she is fucking fantastic she is really really good with what she works with she's like she plays an actress in the movie and so she has these long scenes where she's um auditioning for stuff mm-hmm. and she just nails those so she's great in that uh but otherwise i would say just i guess skip it because it's kind of not really unless it sounds like your thing okay okay uh so that is going to i feel like that's going to be a skip for me because i feel like i'm just going to yeah. spend the whole time like um, I don't care about anything that's happening. Right, right, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and I knew, I, and I, I, I didn't know that it was gonna be that weird. And I sort of thought that it was just from it being David Lynch, and so I was like, well, there's no way I'm watching this at home because, like, at home I'll be like, if something weird happens, I'll be like, well, let me get my phone, or I'll be like, oh, let me get up while this weird shit happens. When right. in the movie theater, it, like, so you know, you have to pay attention and have it hold your right because you don't want to be the dickhead pulling your phone out. Right, theater. right, exactly. Yep. All right. So, um, I guess I'll say, speaking of a theater, loosely, roughly, um, mm. I I think I'm either, I have to double check. I feel like I remember, so, so my wife and I are still watching Demon Slayer, the first season. Um, we finished episode 25, and mm. episode 25 ended with a small hint is teaser is a better word teaser mm-hmm. of like a character that is very clearly going to be important on a train and i know the movie because i've seen a trailer for the movie is like what happens on that train so with that being said i can't i feel like for some reason i remember thinking like there's one more episode Mm-hmm. But, like, I got the teaser for the movie at the end of this episode, so I might be done. I just have to double-check. Like, I might have watched <laughs> all of season one and then be finished. But there's also a chance there's, like, one more episode. But I, either mm-hmm. way, um, we we finished that, and mm-hmm. there, again, the movie that bridges season one and season two yeah. um, is out. And I saw an ad on Facebook because, you know, my phone is always watching and listening in. Um, and it was like, hey, uh, my phone was like, I heard you just finished Demon Slayer. Here's some ads about it. Oh, and, uh, it's um, it's actually playing at the Alamo. Is it the yeah, the movie I, for Demon Slayer? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let it's me look a, at the ad. So, so the ad I have says yeah, oh, Cinemark yeah. theaters are carrying it. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a regular movie movie. Holy shit. Like, it's actually... I'm looking on Saturday. So, sat- so Saturday, um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight screenings throughout the day, and all of them except for two are sold out. Hold on, bro. This is how I know it's a for real movie, is that fucking Ashboro Theater is carrying it, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> nuts. Uh-huh. You know, bro, the fact... If that shit's not mainstream as hell, or like a Christian movie, like there's zero chance the Astro Movie Theater is going to hold it, and it's Mm -hmm. carrying this. So clearly this is, I mean, it's only got two showtimes, so temper your expectations. But the fact that it's even there means it's legit. Anyways, we have finished it now, or are one episode away from finishing it. And so Kaylin and I, if, if it's still out, is there any way to know how long a movie's actually going to be out for? Because, like, so, for example, like, I know movies are generally out a certain amount of time, but I feel like this is kind of a niche thing, and it might be hard to find kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Or, or yeah, so, yeah. So I'm, like, trying to think, like, can I wait two weeks until I'm technically fully vaccinated? Because, see, in the head, I'm making compromises, and I'm like, well, I'm basically, I'm, like, 85%. You're, like, mostly, right. <laughs> um, I think, uh, so, uh, years ago, um in eighth grade we had to do career day right with like motherfuckers that like you know you shadowed them for a day out of middle school and i didn't care so i was like let me do something that's actually cool and so i I shadowed the projectionist at the cinemark in ashboro okay and he said i mean it was awesome really cool i'll talk about it one day i think on here uh but he said that usually what they do is they have two weeks they have to if a movie premieres on a wednesday they have to have it for two weeks so that like imagine like if it comes out May first, mm-hmm. it has to play through May I think I would guess May fifteenth. So if this is if it comes out this Friday quote quote you have this Friday, and next Friday and then by the following Thursday it might be gone. Most of the time oh. they're not, but if it's something like this where like Ashboro I, I don't I don't know how many people are gonna go see it in Ashboro, mm-hmm. but if not many people go see it they usually pull it at the end of the two weeks. Okay, so hold on. Uh, so what threw me off is I knew the. The release for it, when I Google, like, the the Mugen Train is, like, the, the title of it, basically. Mm-hmm. It says it releases in, in the U.S. April 23rd. But here I am looking at showtimes for tomorrow for this movie, which is the 22nd. So I'm not yeah. really sure how it's working. Well, but... <laughs> what time are the ones tomorrow? 7 and 9 p.m. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because, like, most of the, you know, because... Ever since Aurora, when that they had the Dark Knight shooting, they basically stopped doing midnight ones, and they started doing you know like the seven and eight ones, but oh, those okay. count quote 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 as Friday numbers. Okay. So that's how like you know like Avengers got all those weekend box office numbers because technically they're like coming out like at it's a Thursday they come out at six, but yeah. they're like it's weekend it came out on Friday. It's like well, not really right like yeah. So so, so technically do you think that was probably so do you think that one that I'm seeing for tomorrow is like the first showing of it? Yeah, like that the is like first- the first one, like that like the very first thing that like that, it's like the premiere one. Yep. Okay. All right then. Well then fuck. Yo, I I can wait like a week and then be basically straight and we'll go watch it and be good. And yeah. also there's no way this movie's going to be packed in Ashboro. This <laughs> right. And and there's no way that you know how saying they have the two weeks thing? Like what could they what I don't think anything comes out in two weeks or within the next two oh, weeks that true. like pushes them out. So uh, if you're fucking running the projection room, I guess leave it in. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm set. I'm fucking, I'm rolling. Um, nice, so, nice. so, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go see that. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on 
mm-hmm. is that as of right now, April 21st, at fucking 8.35 p.m., mm-hmm. the score for Mortal Kombat is 65% <laughs> rated fresh on Hot Tomatoes. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Wait, uh, it, well, that comes out this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I, I guess I... Let me look. How many reviews, though? 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm. I will say, hey, I will say, it was fresh... Up until like 11 or 12 reviews. I saw it at 14 reviews and it had dropped to 55% rotten and it has come back up to 65%. So I'm just holding out hope we get. What is the line for considered fresh? Is it 65? It's 60. It's 60. 60. Yeah. All right. Come on. I just need to hold out for these last 5%. Like I just need to make sure we don't drop below that so I can feel good about wanting to watch this movie. Because here's the deal. I'm going to watch it regardless. This shit right. can drop to 10%. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to fucking watch it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, but it's just a matter of being like, well, am I going to be like, this is going to be good? Or is it going to be like, oh, let's get this over with because I know it's going to be like popcorn trash movie, right? Right, exactly. There's no way I'm looking at this like fucking Oscar bait. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, if it's fresh, I'm going to end up watching that in a theater also. So. That's that's them's the rules. Um, <laughs> so uh, what what else are you watching or or uh, doing currently? Yeah, yeah. So I can uh, do this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I finished up the show called Search Party on uh, HBO Max, okay. and it was it's four seasons. They're all on HBO Max now. Each one is ten episodes each, and they're twenty two minutes um, each. So it's like a half hour comedy. Um, the first two seasons actually came out on TBS, and it was on TBS until I think either they canceled it or HBO was just like, we'll take it off your hands. Um, the TBS ones are 22 minutes, but then the HBO Max ones are 30 minutes. And yeah. they're also like, there's more language, and I think there's a little bit more violence, but, but mostly the language. Like, okay. They have like fucks and stuff, right? Um, but so the show is about four like New York. Like, people in their mid to late 20s sort of just living in New York. But it's kind of hard to explain because each season is a little bit different. Um, Or the main thread through it is a little bit different. So the first season, the the one that sort of gets the hook, is um, one of the girls uh, played by um, Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah. Aaliyah Shawcat, and she played maybe in Arrested Development. She sees a missing girl poster, and it's a girl from college that the four of them knew. And so she gets obsessed with finding her, right? And the whole season, it's kind of like a mystery of finding this girl. But then the following three seasons are completely different. Still about the four, but just about different things about them. Um, And so the four of them are just horrible, terrible, horrible people. They're all like like narcissists, and they're self-obsessed, and they're just terrible. But... The show like gives them their comeuppings for being terrible people throughout the four seasons. Um, okay. I re- I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've seen some people talk about it um, on Twitter and some friends talk about it, and they love it. Like they, they're like, "This is great! Like this is so fucking funny! Like it's like so fun! Like the, like the twists and the thrills and stuff." Um, I am not quite as high on it. Um, I do think it's very enjoyable. Um, and I do think it has a, a bunch of cameos, like a bunch of people come in and you're like, Hey, it's that guy. Or like, Oh, it's that, that, that lady, like, uh, like a bunch of different actors come in, especially comedic actors come in and, and do various roles. And, um, 
that's really enjoyable. Um, so overall, I would say I, I totally recommend it, especially if you're looking for something that's like a, a like a comedy that's like 20 minutes long, that's like short and breezy, that's not like an hour long heavy drama or long heavy com uh, comedy. I mean, it is heavy in some parts, but it's not like oppressively heavy. Right. Um, it can uh, it can only be so heavy when it's 22 to 30 minutes long. Exactly. Like you can't, yes. Yeah. You can't really yeah, yeah. Get too raw with it in that short a period of time. Yeah, yeah, but I definitely recommend it. I think it's very enjoyable. And it's, you know, like I said, it's all on HBO Max. There's no, like, well, you know, the first season's on Hulu, but then to get the other three seasons that are on TBS, you gotta go to the TBS app, and then you gotta go back to fucking HBO Max. No, it's all on HBO Max, all right there. Like, I, I think it took me... How is he... Like, probably, like, two, two weeks, two and a half weeks to watch it, so... Okay. Yeah. All right, so... Um, that definitely sounds like something I might watch. Um, mm -hmm. it's funny that you mentioned that because I am currently one episode into season two of the boys because suddenly Ooh. I'm finding myself, uh, struggling to like set out and set apart an hour. Like, like mm -hmm. in that, like, it's weird how much that seems like that's never an issue. But then, like, so, for example, like, just watching, the idea of watching an episode, like, I wake up every morning at 5.30, I get to work at 7, I'm there till 4, I get home at, like, 5, um, I I'm there, like, eating dinner, spending time with the kids, mm -hmm. Julian goes to bed at, like, 7.30, so 7.30, 7.45 is when I'm, like, finally done with that part, right? Right. So then, because I have to wake up at 5, I try to get to bed between 10 and 11. So, like, I'm mm -hmm. looking at, like, 7.45 to 10 as my time to do anything, right? right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, do I want to take up half of it? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do I want to take up half of all of my free time for this show right now? And yeah. lately, the answer's basically been no. <laughs> um, so, but I have watched one, I have watched the first episode of season two. Mm -hmm. Um... I got stereotypical butcher shit at the very end, <laughs> and I was immediately frustrated um, yeah. for no other reason than I was just like, Ugh. like, like. It's funny because I don't feel like I noticed it really or, or until you mentioned it, right? But yeah. then what I'm wondering is if it's just that like they've naturally played on it harder as the show's gone on because. They're more in the shit as time goes on. So being a cool guy is only amplified when you're more in the shit. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like, like, mm -hmm. like being a cool guy is fine when like there's only one problem, right? But yep. then being a cool guy when like shit is falling apart all around you, like, Ugh, okay, like I get it. But like the the fucking the the main crew, Huey, Mother's Milk, and Frenchie, are like struggling and you know, running into a lot of fucking problems. And then, like, the end of episode one of season two comes in, Butcher walks in wearing, like, a cotton candy-colored, like, tracksuit. He's like, Daddy's <laughs> here to save the day. And uh, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 Jesus fuck. And, like, I think I'm supposed to feel that way because the whole episode is Huey trying to just be like, no, we can do this without him. And you know what, though? That even feels a little forced because Huey's like, like, no, nah, we don't need him. We can do this on our own. And I'm like, you haven't shown any of this at all 
mm-hmm. in any season one. Like, in season one, in no point in time, we're like, we can do this without him. Like, you get almost that when he's like, we need to go back to save them. But that, to me, yeah. was like less like, I'm going to do it without you, and more like, it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, his insistence on being able to do this without Butcher just feels like it comes out of nowhere. And then, like, it's amplified by Butcher coming to me like, hey, daddy's here to save the day. And I'm like, Jesus And I saved you. I was proven right. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, all right, buddy. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the um, the episode summaries just to remember which, like, what happens in, e- in each episode. Yeah. Um, I will say that the end of episode three is... The one where I was like, oh, shit, okay, all right. Um, not just because of what happens, but also because of, like, the action scene in it, I think is really fucking good. Like, almost, to, well, I was like, whoa, like, this is, like, movie level. I mean, like, this is, like, really, really? good. Yeah. I remember I was watching a, hmm, might have been a stuntman react thing, but it might have been a different one. And they actually use a scene in season one of the boys as an example of, like, the worst shit they've ever seen. So it surprises me. Because it's, it's the scene where um, Maeve is training. Is it is Maeve her name? Yeah, Maeve. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Maeve, Woman. Yeah, Maeve is training. And it's like a thousand fucking cuts. And like all she achieves in that time is she hits like one dude with a staff, deflects one attack, and like shoves another dude. And it's oh, like yeah. you mm-hmm. cut like 15 times for these like three the fucking, things. Yeah. taking three fence jump. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> So it's like they use that as an example of like this is very poorly done. Yeah. And so for you to say like there's an action scene where everything sounds good, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, like there's like one shot where well you'll well like, it, like the camera goes up the side of a building sort of, okay. and uh, like like stuff happens like um, I don't want to spoil it, but anyway I, I don't want to spoil it because it it is very good and then when it happens you're like oh shit and because um you know I, I whenever I watch something like this or, or Game of Thrones that's like. Oh, we can do whatever we want because we're rated R. We can, you know, kill whoever, right? And yeah. usually, like, I'm like, okay, like it's like a try-hard thing, right? Like they're like, right. oh, they're too, we're too cool for school. We don't care about saving heroes. And usually, I'm like, you know, like doing the jerk-off motion, like, okay, yeah. whatever. But then that actually does work. I think it, like, I'm like, god damn it, they got me again because, <laughs> like, then when I'm watching action scenes in Game of Thrones and something like this, I'm literally watching them and I'm like, holy shit, like, they could kill anybody except for like. Butcher, Huey, and uh, Starlight. Like, I, had, I had that exact same kind of moment, like, with Game of Thrones specifically, in, like, literally, I think, the very first episode, where it was, like, incestual sex, and they shove a kid out a window, and I'm like, <laughs> that seems super over the top, but I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like that. So I, I think, and especially in that scene, because the, the action scene... Um, has some of the primary characters, but it's like also some of the smaller ones, and so you're okay. like, oh shit, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Oh shit! So I would say like, um, if by the end of episode three, you're like, now you're like, ah, eh, this is you know, even even with the action scene, you're like, nah, I'm, I'm not really like convinced. I don't really want to see any more bushy shit. I would say you could probably like, not quit on it, but maybe you don't have to be like, I gotta finish it because I feel like. What I might get trying... a lot of butcher shit in it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. What, I'm, what I mean is, like, by the by the t- end of episode three, you kind of go, "Oh, this is what the season's gonna be." Okay. And if you're like, "Nah, I don't really. That's not really interesting." Then you can just, you know, slow, take it slowly. But if you're like, "Oh shit!" Like that's where this is going. You can go like, "Oh, okay." You, you'll know. It'll click, and you can know whether or not to watch the rest of the. I think it's eight, five, five episodes after that. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, five episodes after that. So that it should click by the end of episode three. Okay. So uh, two more quick things. One yep. is I don't know when this happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know when it happened for me clearly, but like I don't know how. Anytime Gus Fring shows up in a fucking show, I'm like, <laughs> it's lit. Like, anytime I see him, he's killing mm-hmm. it always. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I just know him from Breaking Bad, like, originally. Like, that's the first time I saw him, and I was like, oh, this guy's fucking yeah, lit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was like, has he been around for forever and just now? Or, like, like what what is happening? But, yeah, no, anytime I see him in anything, the moment he showed up and was, like, the boss, I think he's in the end of season one. Like, the moment yeah. he showed up and was, like, the boss, I was like, oh, it's about to get lit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact same way. And he actually, so he did that in this one. And then he also shows up in um, The Mandalorian at the end of season one. Oh, where shit. he plays, like, the big bad with, like, a black sword. And you're like, oh, shit. It's, <laughs> it's legit. And um, if you remember, in the, um, I mentioned that Harley Quinn show, the animated one. Yeah. He plays, uh, he voices Lex Luthor. Oh um, it's a very small bit, but you're like, you, you, he, Lex Luthor's like, Hey, I'm, I'm Lex Luthor. And you're like, wait, Oh my God, it's Giancarlo. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, I had the exact same reaction seeing him in the Mandalorian when it first, the first season came out and yeah. in this one. Yeah. No, nah, he's incredible. Um, and like, I, it's funny cause he showed up and I was like, Oh boy. But then he finally, in like, I think the first episode of season two has like a moment where it's him mm-hmm. and Homelander talking and he's mm-hmm. like. Oh, you think this is all about you? Like, 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 here's all the things you fucked up that I'm covering for. Like, here's all the <laughs> shit that we've done. Like, mm-hmm. like you, he, he's like, we're not a heroes company. We're a pharmaceuticals company. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about the heroes because <laughs> as long as this is like our goal, like, if you fuck this the pharmaceutical thing up, it's all ruined. So uh-huh. like, it like immediately was just like, because like I knew there was gonna be that conflict when I saw him in season one, but mm-hmm. I, the whole time I was like. How do you do anything with that? Because, like, Homelander, Superman. You know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. I understand there's going to be a conflict, but, like, how do you have it and, like, make it feel good where, like, it fits? You know what I mean? And it's not just, like, it's not just the typical, like, Batman's able to compete with Superman because plot. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. So it's like, but, but that one, like, that one little monologue and, like, conversation, I was like, oh, never mind. I'm yeah. in. It was was episode one the one where they, um, Homelander, uh, he, um, they have a test run with like a blind hero. Yes, yes, oh. and he fucking claps his fucking <laughs> he claps ears, his ears, and just like leaves him bleeding on the ground. <laughs> and the woman that took Stillwell's spot is like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh my god. That scene. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's like one of those. Like, okay, we get it. He's evil. My God. Right. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, that's great. All you've been able to accomplish. And then he climbs the stairs and he's like, Pop! he's like, you thought you'd just bring a fucking blind guy in here? <laughs> Fuck Jesus. Ah, oh, God, it's so good. Um, so I'm going to be watching more of that. And then the second mm-hmm. thing was, um, episode. Five of Invincible, I believe, is what I watched mm-hmm. last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I think it was the weakest episode so far. Mm. But I am still... I'm still in. Like, I, yeah. I haven't I haven't bailed on it yet. I think they're... I, they might be biting off more than they can chew early. Mm. Like, okay. I, I feel like at this point, like... 
Would you say? Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say. Would you say? Um, you know how how I was um, when I was playing. I think Resident Evil or Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like, you know, some games I'm like I gotta finish it, and some games I'm like, oh, like I'll be sitting at work and I'd be thinking, damn, I can't wait to for it to not be work so I can play, right? Like you right. get excited, you get you look and you, it's it, it's like a thin line because some games you do want to play, but it's not you're not like actively like, oh my god, I can't wait, right? Right. Is this like a show where like you're like, oh shit, Friday, let's go, oh man, can't wait to see what happens next? Was like, ah, eh, we'll, we'll see what happens, and I know you're so, in, but right, are you so, like so? In? I was in i was like oh yeah next episode like the only reason i have slow so i was actually i'm an episode behind now because my dad was also watching it Mm -hmm. so we've turned it into like every friday like he's gonna come over we're gonna watch one episode um so like i'm i'm an episode behind but like Mm -hmm. even if i was super into it i would still just be an episode behind at this point because we're watching it together yeah um With that being said, I was super like, oh, I want to watch this next fucking episode. I mm, was that okay. until this last episode. Mm, okay. And now I'm just like, I do want to watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to bail at all. Like, I, I'm still, I still want to okay. finish it. But I'm not like, I, I just feel like there's, man, I just feel like you get the big storyline, right? The, mm-hmm. Clearly, the biggest thing that is going to happen this season, you, you get it in episode one. Right? You're like, this is what we're doing for this season. You know what I mean? You get the thing in episode one, and you're like, oh, I know why we're here. And then since then, I feel like I, I, I feel like they just keep putting a lot of breadcrumbs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not like a clean line of breadcrumbs. It's like they fucking threw out a handful of them. And like, mm-hmm. maybe it's going to turn out to be like four breadcrumb trails that all somehow converge at one spot. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to see how that could happen. Does that okay. make sense? Like, I'm yeah, getting yeah, yeah. a lot of storylines, and I don't know how any of these could ever connect, and they all kind of seem not substantial, and, like, I'm not seeming to move forward with the big thing, and so I'm like, oh, fuck, like... like too many like, spinning plates, right? Like, yeah, like, okay. exactly. Yeah. They're trying to... They have a bunch of spinning plates, and I'm like, you have the most expensive plate in the middle, just go with it, but they're like, but nah, I got these smaller ones on the side, like, and I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I don't give a shit because if you drop this big one because you're trying to focus on the little ones on the side, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be very frustrated. Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm really, really excited. So, like I said, I finished Search Party yesterday. Okay. And I'm out of town this weekend. But the moment I get back, I'm going to try and start that. And, like like I said, I should be lining up right when you finish it as well. Even if even if I'm behind a week, like you said, you'll probably be behind a week as well. The thing so is, is like, I think I, we I, should I, finish it around yeah. the same time. Yeah, we'll probably be around the same time. There's a chance that being behind a week, we might watch two episodes the week of the finale and just like uh, okay. Okay. watch the last one and finish it. But either way, yeah, yeah. We'll, we should probably end up finishing it around the same time would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I definitely want to do, you know, talk about it, maybe do like like kind of with The Last of Us. If it ends up warranting like a nice little like post-show spoiler talk because I think um, I'm really excited for this one. I mean, yeah. just hearing you talk about it, like I've said, even before you started watching it, the stuff I saw online about people talking about it um, definitely has piqued my interest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, for now I would still I would still if someone asks like should I watch the show, I would still one hundred percent say yes. I'm mm-hmm. just currently at a point in the show where I'm like I, I'm looking like, at what's show, in, I'm looking I'm looking at what's in front of me and I'm like you could really fumble the bag right now, so don't uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. 
Like, 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 show yeah, shit. it's like you have the bag. Please don't fumble it. I, I yeah. it, it it feels like you're fumbling it a little bit, but I need you to grab it and keep moving. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at with that. But other than that, I'm 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 good. That's all I'm watching or, or doing currently. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, and I'm also watching my I'm watching my hopes and dreams of getting a PS5 crate. Um, because why? Because I had. Whew, so they do. Sony has like PlayStation Direct that they sell them, and it's like straight from Sony when they mm-hmm. sell them. And the best part about PlayStation Direct is because it's straight from Sony, they don't give a shit about bundling. So it's like it's like <laughs> the best chance to get just a PS4 or a PS5, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they they have a queue. They have a they have no sorry. They have a waiting room, right? There's a waiting room, and then from waiting room, it goes to queue, and then from queue, you can purchase. Okay, so Mm. the waiting room is 20 minutes, then you get put in the queue, and then you can buy. I I hit this fucking waiting room before the queue. I Mm. hit that shit. It had 19 minutes and 30 seconds left. I was in there in the first 30 seconds, dog, right? (laughs) But... I was I was at my dad's house and my phone was almost dead because it was after work. So I plugged it on the charger, set it on the side. Right? Uh-huh. I came back in fucking six minutes, and it was like I forgot the one time I did this before where I tried to get it. Mm-hmm. Every like five minutes, it asks you to do one of the "I'm not a robot" things. Oh no! I came back and it was like you didn't solve the "I'm not a robot" thing. We're placing you back at the beginning of the waiting room, and I was no. like, "Get the fuck out!" Of I like immediately just closed it. I was like, "Never mind, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, "I'm not I mean, getting this in time. Like it's over." <laughs> right, right. I think I mentioned uh, the shoe thing that happened to me last time. Yeah, when I was talking about Mike picking up, you know, getting his Xbox, and they were like, ah, you got it, but you don't have your card. Sorry. Yeah, like, you, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like that, like, fuck. Yeah, it was like, you didn't solve the thing, and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that uh, another thing happened to me, uh, like, that earlier, a uh, couple weeks ago, when I was doing, I was trying to get some shoes. And so Adidas does it a little bit differently than Nike. So okay. Adidas, whenever they show, sell Yeezys or whatever, yeah. they'll be like, all right, we're doing the draw at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Sign up before then. And so you basically enter the draw over the course of many days. They give you many days to do the draw. Right. Um, but then sometimes they just do just like the straight up drop, just like Nike does. And so literally I'm like, it like says like, I, I get to Saturday and it's like, all right, at nine, that's when they're going to start. That's, that's when it's going to happen. Right. And so then I'm like, all right, now I got my phone. I got my, and I got, you know, my phone. I'm ready to go. And then I see it counting down and I see enter the draft before 9 a.m. And I was like, wait, it's a draft. It's a draw. No, no, I got it wrong. And then like at nine o'clock hit, I was like, no, it was a draw. It wasn't a straight drop. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> that's fucking awful. It's like that. It's like you go like, no, I, why didn't I have my phone a minute ago so I could get the fucking robot deciphering oh, thing. Yeah, it's no fucking good. It's terrible. So so now, oh, bro, and I was like 10 minutes. I, I was 10 minutes late for one. God damn it. It was like a random one. It wasn't like there was no waiting room. It's just fucking Kohl's all of a sudden had PS5s for like. Jesus. And the thing was, they had them. Like, I was looking at tweets where people were like, because I follow an account because I'm a psycho yeah. now because I want to get it. Um, Like, for like a 
10 to 15 minute span, people were snagging him. Because first of all, no one's fucking keeping an eye on fucking Coles, bro. Like, like right, why? Exactly. Why Coles? So I caught it like 5, 10 minutes late. It was like out of stock. Mm. I was like, oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> like, 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 damn it. Like, here's the thing. If you're 5 minutes late for one where they're all gone in the first minute, that you were never really close. But if you're mm. 5 minutes late for one that was available for like 15, 20 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm so fucking close. Especially because, like you said, nobody was on it because it's fucking Coles. Right. Oh, so close. You raggedy sons of bitches. And it was a bundle. <laughs> it was a bundle, right? Uh-huh. But it was just one extra game and one extra controller. And it was only like 640 bucks. I was like, normally the bundles are like damn near 800 I was like, I could have... I I could have dealt with this bundle. Like, <laughs> like this one wouldn't have hurt me like the other ones yeah. would. Yeah, like, it's not like... Like you said, like, we were talking about, like, the 700 whatever it's right like 750 because it's like two games two controllers a gift card and a yeah. fucking playstation plus subscription where they're mm-hmm. like let's just bundle it all in <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one was like a game and a controller i was like, like motherfuckers i'm so close you're like, oh, that's actually not that bad, because I just want to have something to play on. Right? <laughs> exactly, right? And, like, I can just let one controller charge while I'm using the other one. Nah, no, it's perfect. But, yeah, <laughs> no, fucking Coles. Coles <laughs> fucked me right in the asshole, dude. Oh, God. All right. Uh-huh. Well, that that's my that's all my devastation for this afternoon. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, uh-huh. a trailer dropped. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, for... Uh, Shang-Chi? Is that how you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings uh, yep. trailer dropped, which is a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So what what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought um, it looked great. Um, so um, the movie was supposed to already be out, like, I mean, well, it comes out in September, September 3rd, I think. I, I, I think that's, that's Labor Day weekend, so it comes out Labor Day weekend, which is kind of weird because... Um, they, like, that's, I mean, they, it is a good weekend for holiday movies, right? Like, it's, it should, yeah. like, hypothetically, it should be as big as, like, Memorial Day or, um, uh, Fourth of July in terms of movies, but there aren't really, and I think it's, you know, because, uh, it's the end of the summer, people are going back to school, so they usually drop, like, a horror movie there or something, and it does okay. Okay. But, because of COVID... You know, the production was put on hold, so they had to fucking push everything back, and it was supposed to come out, I think, last March? It was supposed to come out February 12th, like Chinese New Year, but then it shifted to May, and then July, and then once again to September, because of fucking COVID. Um, So, but this is, you know, Marvel's first Asian superhero, mm-hmm. Um and I thought the trailer looked good. I thought, you know, it, it has, like, you know, when you're first watching it, you're like, all right, I sort of have seen this. It's like, you know, you, you don't know who you are. Or, like, you know, I trained you to be this and that. And and the way it looks is very similar to the rest of the Marvel movies. So you kind of right. like, you're like, all right, it's like an office. And there's, like, the kid and stuff. Like, it doesn't look that different visually from everything else. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when you watch the Black Panther trailer, it sort of starts the same way. Um, but what I did the moment I was like, let's go was when they started showing clips of the action scenes, right? Because they're like these big wide lens fights where you see everything and you see the dude like flinging a knife and like the camera moves in these sort of like inventive ways. Um, it would just, I mean, like, we don't know if that's the whole movie, right? But just in the clips that we've seen. Um, and then by the end you're like, okay. Or at least I was, I was like, all right, I'm on board. Like, I want to see this. Like, I want to see like sort of. What $150 million can get me in a kung fu movie, right? Right, and that's what... So, 
that's what I was hoping to God this movie was going to be, right? Mm. I was like, give me a fucking kung fu action movie, but give me Marvel's budget with like, a, you know what I mean? I, like, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. throw me enough story to really piece it all together. So, having watched that, I'm a little disappointed is maybe not the right word. But like, it definitely doesn't look like a kung fu movie. Like, like I don't think they're even trying to do that. I think that mm-hmm. action scenes may be filmed more like that, but, like, it's definitely... The feel is not going to be that, if that makes sense. It's going to be more mm-hmm. regular action movie than, like, kung fu movie to me. Um, yeah. So, I was like, fuck. I was really hoping it was just going to be, like, a straight-up, like, kung fu movie that people were going to get into because it was Marvel. And so, like... Like, I feel like that's the reason they don't do those movies now is because, like, who's really going to watch it? And my answer was going to be, like do it with a fucking Marvel movie because everybody will watch it regardless. Uh, and so, like, you can give me a good version of this with one that you're not having, like, your floor is higher because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't seem like what we got, but it does still look good. Um. I, it's funny because you were like, this is our first Asian superhero, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... Oh, yeah. For, um, yeah. For... Yeah. So it's funny because, like... I remember when it was first announced, right? Like, before, I don't even know if they had the casting set up yet, but when it was first mm-hmm. announced that this was going to be a thing they were doing. Might have been in a leak. People were, like, I was reading up about this character. And this character actually ends up being pretty important in certain spots, like, in the comics. Like, this this mm-hmm. character ends up being kind of a big deal. I mean, not all the time, because obviously he's not a household name. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Captain America or fucking, you know, Wolverine, Iron Man, right. Thor. But... For for when he is a, a character, he is generally pretty important. So I'm, like, excited to see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I read a thing that was, like, his father in the comics is Fu Manchu. Literally Fu Manchu. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of wild. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wild decision yeah. to make. And, yep, it, yep. and I read, I don't know how, I, I didn't... I didn't pick up enough from the trailer, and I just read based on, like, I feel like I saw a tweet. So, like, they were like, you know, it's funny that Iron Man got rid of, like, or did what they did to the Mandalorian, because they were worried the Mandalorian was a little too, like... Oh, Mandarin. The Mandarin, sorry. Mandalorian. Yo, (laughs) Iron Man, Mandalorian crossover event. Um, (laughs) So, sorry, they did what they did to the Mandarin... Because it was a little too on the nose, right? Like, yeah, it's like, like, it's like, like oh, this is like a little racist, yeah. like, you know, like, oh, we're, it's like the Asians are like mystical and magical and right. It's like, oh, I don't know. I, yeah. So I read there like, it's funny that Iron Man did that to the Mandarin because of those reasons only to turn around and have to bring the Mandarin back because at least it's not actual Fu Manchu. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they make, yeah, they made his dad. Um, the Mandarin, or right, right I think that's what, I, that's what it looks the like. Rings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just funny, like they're like they're like the Mandarin's a little too much, and then they're like, all right, well, who's a cool Asian? Like at some point, the Marvel people were probably like, let's have an Asian superhero. We do have a character that's already kind of important in different parts of the comics. I don't know where Phase Four or whatever is leading up to if it even has a thing that they're culminating with, like Thanos with right. the Infinity Gauntlet. But, like, maybe he fits in. They're like, cool, let's do this. And they're like, all right, well, what's his story? And it's like, well, you know, he has his dad that's kind of trying to, like, lead him down the evil path. He's not doing that. And they're like, who's his dad? And they're like, Fu Manchu. And they're like, ooh, fuck. Ooh, um, oh, God. 
They're like, well, who can that be if it's not Fu Manchu? And they're like, well, has to be an Asian villain because that's kind of the whole thing. And they're like, yes, we're bringing the Mandarin back. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, so I I liked what they did with him in Iron Man 3 where they yeah. were like, oh, he's just an actor, right? Like he's playing, like the whole thing was like, you know, you think you're America, you're safe. We are watching everything. And it's like, oh, you're afraid of like this sort of, quote quote other foreigner when the guy who's actually fucking you is the white guy in the suit right, right? and so i like what they did with that and so now i'm going like ooh, am i gonna retroactively is it gonna retroactively make iron man 3 better kind of like um wandavision ended up making age of ultron better or like you know it, it fills in like little gaps where if you were to watch age of ultron now you're like oh that's like cool like that's cool that they planted that seed there and you go oh that made this makes it more fulfilling right right so, and I like Iron Man 3. I, I, I wouldn't say I love it. I know some people do. I'm like, eh. It's just mostly, I mean, he's like normal man most of the movie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what they do with the Mandarin in this one. Because I do like, like I said, I do like what they did with the fake one in Iron Man 3. So, I remember a lot of people were really upset about the fake one in Iron Man 3. Because the thing mm-hmm. is that the Mandarin is like, I think Iron Man's only legitimate villain. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like the only guy that's legitimately a thing for Iron Man. Yeah, and, and somebody, I saw a tweet that was like, yeah, the only reason that he's like the only one that sticks out for people, for Iron Man, is because all of the other ones are either other men in metal suits or their alcoholism. So it's like, <laughs> you don't really have much to pick from. Yeah, like Tony Stark's villains are, yeah, other people in metal suits or his own alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like... the thing is, the other reason why... The only, like, the only other reason why anyone would ever be upset that they did what they did to the Mandarin, right? Is mm. that Iron Man fucking sucks, bro. Iron Man, other than Robert Downey Jr.'s version on TV, the comics mm. were fucking bad. They looked bad. Like, everything about Iron Man was fucking trash. To the point where that Iron Man was in the Avengers just to fucking bankroll it. Like, in the mm. comics, like, nobody ever was like, we really need you, Iron Man. He was just like... I have a tower with a lot of money. You guys can hang out here. <laughs> like, like that's mm-hmm. all he ever was. So the only reason why you'd ever get upset about the Mandarin is because the comics fucking sucked. So if you wanted to act like an Iron Man fanboy, the only thing you had was the Mandarin. Like, mm-hmm. Because the comics were just fucking bad. So if you, if you were <laughs> upset about the Mandarin, you're a clown. Because nobody gives a shit because Iron Man comics are bad. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all I'm going with. But uh, I am excited for this movie. And you did mention the the action sequences. I, it's funny because the, you see a couple moves where they don't like cut, it, like like abruptly cut, and it's like, oh, I saw you actually try to do a thing for once. Like I right. saw the action happen in front of me. Right. And it's yep. funny because I remember I tried to show like I remember thinking, like. I was like, you know, the knife flip in Civil War, right? Or, or uh, Winter Soldier. Soldier. That knife flip is so fucking dope, right? And I yes, went yeah, to yeah. show it to someone, and I was like, I feel like I remember this more vividly, but there's a thousand fucking cuts in this, and you, like, really don't even <laughs> see anything. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you see, like, that one one flip, but then it like, cuts, like, four more times before anything else happens. And yep. I was just like, fuck. I thought, like, I remember this being so much better, and it's just choppy like everything else and so this i was like oh it's finally not fucking choppy like yeah 
I, I, I like when you can see everything. I don't like when there's like long, too long of a take because then I think like sometimes when they do like those long takes where it's like a long fight and it's just like a continuous one, right? I feel like you end up being like, this is like rehearsed, right? Like as much yeah. as I love the Atomic Blonde one, right? I love it. I think it looks great. When you keep on it too long, like you'll you'll see like a step and go, he gets up and go, oh, oh, yeah, uh, right? And yeah. so when there's like, I, I want medium takes, right? Where they're like, punch, punch, you know, keep it, keep it. But then the guy gets up real quick. You know, it's like, it's not bang, 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 bang. But it's also not like, why is that stuntman like tired? Or he's like, or, or why is he like, Oh, getting up slowly so that she can punch him just at the right time, right? Yeah, so the problem to me isn't having cuts. The problem to me is not being able to see the thing happening. Oh, so mm-hmm. like, oh like, yeah, like, that, yeah, that's it's, criminal it's, in any of shot length. But the thing is, is that is what all Marvel action s- sequences are. Like, Spider-Man will swing, and right when he's about to hit Captain America, cut. Then Captain America goes flying back. And it's like... So I, I again another one of these fucking uh, quarter crew videos are talking about action sequences. They talk about Jackie Chan action sequences specifically, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it just came out recently. Have you had a chance to watch it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, you saw it. So yeah. they mentioned that like Jackie Chan when he does cuts to show the impact of a move, he in the scene you see him hit the guy's chest, right? But mm-hmm. then when it cuts, it's him hitting the guy's chest again, so you always visually see the action. So, like, even though you played me hitting the guy's chest twice, for whatever reason, us as viewers don't say, like, wow, he hit him twice, or that looks stupid. It just transfers the action to the next cut. Like, I, mm-hmm. like you are giving me the end point of punched in the chest, and then my start point of the next scene is, like, punched in the chest so like I- i'm able to transition more smoothly yeah whereas like in a marvel thing they cut and pick up exactly where that last cut ended which yeah. seems like it should work right like, like like if i show a shield and then right when it goes to hit the guy in the face it's like the moment the pixel is touching the guy's face i show the guy then falling backwards like that should work to me but it just fucking doesn't like yeah. it just feels like you missed the whole like shield hitting him in the face you just watched a guy throw it and then another guy fall down and then you're inferring like clearly it hit him in the face you know what right. i mean yeah 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 and and it, and it also you know they i can't remember which one they did the matrix breakdown of the dojo scene yep it was it's like the same one where one. like they they like somebody we talked about it before where he punches him and it zooms in it crash zooms into his chest right right or he like kicks him and he grabs his foot and then right when he spins him it cuts right right um so i feel like that's sort of what's missing in some of these. It's just like little, like, um, sort of like touches that I think are not found when, um, they're, they're sort of controlled by, by Marvel, right? Like as much as I, I think love. The thing is that Marvel, like, I, I think they just rely so heavily on like hype, right? That like the civil war fight, is if you go back and watch it right now, is a fucking mess. Like like whenever when the two teams are fighting, mm-hmm. yeah, it is just a mess. But like Marvel probably like we're like we can save money on this and not have to really go out of the way and make this look good. Because yeah. the thing is, 
someone's going to see Spider-Man snag a shield with the web. And it's going to be like, people aren't going to care what else happens. Like, they just be like, that was fucking dope. You know what I mean? Like, like oh my God, Spider-Man is so, like Captain America in the same scene. Like, I don't care. I'm all in. And I yep. think they've correctly identified that that would be the case. But at the cost of like, it actually looking good. Yeah. And I, I think you're totally right. I, as much as I like the first time I watched that, airport scene i'm like oh that was amazing and then i also but, thought so i was like that's fucking great like mm-hmm. but then when i when i uh, sort of uh, ever since then you know like i'll watch like action scenes on youtube and stuff just because i'm like i remember that scene that was seen that was cool right yeah i never find myself going back to that one what i do find myself going back to is the one at the end where it's like the 2v1 Yo, the one where it's Iron Man, uh, Bucky, and Captain America. Yes, yes. When they I fucking, think... they're passing the shield back and forth and like mm-hmm. bouncing it off. The... It's so good. And it's, it's so good. It's a just... wide shot. Like it, it has the the rhythm that these action sequences are supposed to have. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and even so though, it, and, and it looks so good, and I think it works so well, even though literally one of them is completely CGI. Oh, yeah. Wait. <sighs> what? It, oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I make that. It's, uh, Chris Evans isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused for a minute. I was like, what the fuck are you talking um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so good. And it's like, you're right. That is the one you go back to when you talk about that movie is that scene. And right. it's just there's something about it. But, like, I think, like I said, I think Marvel's just been like, we can kind of cheap out on this giant brawl because, like, it doesn't matter. Like, people are like, yeah, like, all at the show is like the Hulk throwing Captain America with the shield. And you're like, ah, that's lit. And so like, you yeah. don't care if like the rest of it looks good. You just like wanted to see the team up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to right. see, it's funny. Cause like there was a game, a super old game. Like when the 360 first came out called Marvel ultimate Alliance. And like mm-hmm. part of the thing was, is that like diff, it was a bunch of different Marvel heroes. Right. And you could just mm-hmm. make your team of four and like every, not all of them. There were some repetitions, but like, it was like Wolverine and the Hulk, and so like Wolver- the Hulk would literally pick up Wolverine and launch him, and Wolverine would like straighten out like a fucking arrow, basically. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. his claws out front, and so like half of that time I played that game, I was just like putting different combinations of characters together to see like what the moves would look like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like how do these two characters interact to do a cool special move? And Marvel was like, we can just do that, but we don't even have to do it good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can just show, <laughs> we can show the Thor and Iron Man interacting in any way, and people are going to think it's cool, because it is, yeah. and we don't really have to make it look good. Yeah, I mean, as much as I, um, like, you know, people, I, I've heard, I know some people sometimes crap on the first Avengers, because it doesn't look, like, it looks too, sometimes TV-y. Right. I think it's the one that does the, the mix-up of the powers the best I mean, maybe up until infinity war where the you know he's doing the portals and he's putting the the platforms for spider-man and, yeah. and shit up until then i think that one was the one that was doing the best um because you know you see like iron man blast the shield the, the blast off of the um the shield and he like hits those yeah. dudes and then like uh hulk takes a giant metal chunk and slams it into the neck of the worm thing and then thor uses his hammer to like electrify it so like i think that's the one that did it the best up until like infinity war and then by the time the infinity war came around you know when they fight thanos on titan yeah um i think that's awesome right like he's throwing the portals and he's like jumping on them and then iron man's working with this guy right like i think it's um i think they use the the mix-up of the powers the best yeah I, i think that's i think that's a fair assessment for sure um 
So either way, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then by the end game fight, I think they just kind of let everybody do their own thing except like here or there because I I can imagine it gets pretty exhausting having to come up with ways to have them use their powers together, you know? Oh, for sure. Especially once you have that many different people together. It's like, all right, well, hold on. Like, like this is the original this Avengers like, was like thing. four of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's four of them. We, we, can, we can piece this together. Then by the time you're at the fucking end of Infinity War or Endgame, you're like, all right, so I got... I got uh, fucking Doctor Strange, Hulk, Thor, uh, Hulk in Iron Man armor, Iron Man, like, you know what I mean? Like, like right, Panther, right. Spider-Man, fuck. Like, I gotta, I'm putting in so much work here for <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I like, you know, at the end, at the end fight, uh, the end game fight at the end, I like when it's just the three of them versus Thanos. Like, yeah. I, I like just like that, because it's like, you know, he hits him and then he hits him with the hammer and then, you know, it's sort of, uh, it's very difficult to coordinate. I know, I would think, but it, it, it I think it always um, looks great, or like I, I think it, it amplifies it rather than being like, all right, it's one v one, the other guys are knocked out. It's very wrestling, I, yeah. you know, like being exactly. like, oh, those guys are out. Like, why? Why are they out? Like, <laughs> right. like they got too tired. Like, you know, but like I promise, kinda... Iron Man's in a robot suit. Like he can just fly in. Like he, exactly. he won't yeah. be too tired. I promise. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, with all that being said. This one does look like it. They try. They actively took time to remedy that, um, yeah. a little bit, and that's yeah. what I'm excited for. Yeah, especially because I think like Black Panther. As much as I love Black Panther, and I think it's great, um, I can't think of a fight scene that I love in it. Right? Like the, I think the, the best closest thing is like the the whole is this your king like that that right? One, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the best the final it, the best... one is terrible. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes, yes. And I, I think the best um, Black Panther action scene that we get is the one in Civil War in the yes, chase where he in the jumps bridge. Down, yep, he jumps down, lands, and starts sprinting after him. Yes, mm-hmm. and he like grabs, I think he like he's like, he grabs like on a car, or he's jumping yeah. over cars and shit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best Black Panther scene that we get at all, and it's not even in his fucking movie. Right, and again, I mean, for what it's worth, I wonder how much, like, you know, his affliction. Uh, what was, it was cancer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much that played into it. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. like yeah. how much, how much was it affecting him in black Panther? You know what I mean? How far yeah, into yeah. It was he in civil war where it's like, maybe he was just fresh. And then by the time he finally got to black Panther, it was like, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling great. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. We're right. Gonna have no, to, yeah. Yeah. We got the mail in on some of these. Yeah. Well, I, what I always heard is that every single shot in civil war that's a CGI Black Panther. Really? Yeah, every single one. Maybe not the one where it's him, like where he takes off the helmet and he like is holding it, but every other one where he's wearing a helmet in it's Civil a completely War. CGI. Yeah, I mean Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Because they did the, the suit on set and they liked it, like it looked okay, but then they're like, let's just we can't do it. And so I, I, I'm 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 pretty sure I can I I I think I think that's what I heard. But every single shot in well, Civil see, War. No, I, I don't think it can be because i again one of those quarter crew videos one of the guys they have is the guy who did the running down the street on that scene like he mm-hmm. he, he was the stunt double for black panther so i can't imagine they'd have a stunt double that did the running down the street because he was talking about how they did it like on a mat being like pulled so you're running on a mat that's already being pulled you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's how you look like you're running fast um so i can't imagine they used a stunt double if it ended up being cgi I think, um, let me see that. I think I found an article where Joe Russo says 
in he says in the commentary he said they did a ton of work on that outfit i mean we had an outfit that we used on set it's impossible when you're talking about an otherworldly outfit like the one that the panther wears which has a certain luminescence to it because it's made of woven metal we could never afford to construct an outfit like that like that that an actor or stunt player could move around in without sweating to death or that would capture the luminescence we needed so what we ended up doing in post is ilm came in and painted over chadwick and the stuntman the outfit is completely cgi Okay, okay, that's fair. So the 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 outfit is CGI, but they they use the film of them and whatever. Oh yeah, Black yeah, they just outfit, paint it over them. They just which, paint it over it, and which we've talked about before sounds intense. That's ridiculously, ridiculous. it's it's it. You have to go every single frame, erase the guy, paint the background, put the new guy in. Holy oh my shit! God, that's no fucking good. You're and I I it. think yeah, I think the suit looks best in Civil War. I don't like the Black Panther suit in black panther at all really yeah i don't mind I, it i'm not something about the mask i, I, I don't know I, I i like the the civil war one better i don't yeah. know why yeah no maybe um i'd have to go back and like really compare them again um to, to like make a solid judgment on it and um, civil war is also my favorite iron man suit fuck i I'm gonna be honest. I don't even recognize the difference in the Iron Man suits like 99 percent of the time. <laughs> I just I, I see it and like one's like super red and I'm like, how the uh, fuck did I not notice that? But like my <laughs> head, it's just like that's Iron Man. Like like and it just like completely glosses over everything else. It's like yeah, red gold mask, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Iron Man, you're good. Like I got it. I don't need anything else. It's like the best. I saw a thing where they were talking about the fucking Superman outfits and they were like, uh. Henry Cavill, they were like, they got rid of, like, the trunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, they did. I had, <laughs> I never even fucking noticed. Like, it uh-huh. did not cross my mind at all. Like, I was like, I was like, blue, big S on the chest, Superman. Got it. Uh-huh. Like, my mind just glossed over all the differences. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it's, I think that, my favorite, my uh, top three favorites. Boom, real quick. Uh, end of Iron Man 1. Uh, Avengers, the one with the jetpack because it frees up his hands to do rocket shit, and the one in Civil War. Uh, top three worst ones are the one from the Age of Ultron. At the end of Age of Ultron, he looks like purple and shiny and chrome. It looks terrible. The one okay. in Infinity War because it looks too thin. It looks really like weak. And the one in Iron Man three because it just looks like uh, cream Coca Cola and it breaks apart too easily. Okay. All right. But, well, now I know. I have to. I have to go look at all of them to just make a <laughs> fucking discernment. Um. But yeah. So. Anyway, Shang Chi looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. Um. So so completely unrelated. We're not even gonna try and fucking transition this one. Um. Speaking of up and coming young whippersnappers. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, when this drops, uh, will it be draft day or will yeah, draft it, day be? It'll be draft day. day. So when you're listening to this, if you listen to this right when it drops, draft day will be tonight. And if you're not listening to this one, it drops shame on you. Um, <laughs> this fucking, this conversation is going to be pointless. Um, but anyways, the NFL draft is is uh, is next Friday or today. Um, mm. So you said that you and your friend uh, play a game with the NFL draft, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, my friend Zach and I, ever since, I think, probably since we graduated, as a sort of way to keep in touch, we would uh, try to predict the picks and so before we used to do it where we would both watch the draft 
he, I think he, he used to live in Charlotte, or he lives in Charlotte now, and he would he watch in Charlotte, and I would watch it here in Raleigh, and we would text each other as it was happening. So when a drop happened, like, it'd be like, oh, the 10th pick happened, okay, and we'd be like, I'd be like, 11, blah, 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 right? So, whatever. Um, but nowadays, over the last couple of years, it's been hard to sort of watch the draft. I, I usually am busy, or he's busy, so we end up just texting each other the top 10 picks early in the day, and then just kind of trying to guess them it's just like a, a fun little exercise so i thought it would be cool if we did it here um the last few years i was um i was telling you you know before we recorded we, we probably hit three maybe four of the picks like we've never hit where it's never ever ever been where it's like dude i got nine you got ten you win fuck right <laughs> right so um but it's usually fun and, and it also like um it's it's sort of like um kind of like when your school or you like your your a college team plays a guy and he destroys you or he you remember the name so that when you see him in college or in the NFL later you're like that motherfucker that's the motherfucker that cost me money or whatever blah 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 blah, blah right right so I remember um, who was it it was like a line I don't even remember now I can't remember the example but like it helps me go like oh that was the guy who got drafted a couple years ago he cost me you know a beer or something if we're playing for <laughs> right. a beer or whatever. So, um, it, yeah, it helps me get, you know, know the new players. And then also, you know, it's a nice little fun game. So, so we're going to play this game. Um, yeah. but that reminded me of the tweet you sent me from NCAA football. Oh yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, funny. so a guy, so, so one of my favorite, all right. So I briefly talked about, uh, this concept that I had come up with, which is that like, um, I, I was putting together a list of my friends. Like it, one of my friends was like, "If you could only recommend five games to anyone ever, and assume that money is no object, like anybody can play on anything, they can get whatever system. Like it, it, there's going to be no scarcity. Like if a game's rare, doesn't fucking matter. They'll they have infinite money to buy it, right? Yeah. Like what five games would you recommend someone play? And so, like, my list, my five-game list, was, like, designed specifically so that I felt like after playing the five games that I gave you, you would understand, like, all the different things that video games as a medium are able to give you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, so, but in one of mine was NCAA football. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's a sports game. It's solid. Like, as a sports game, it's it's fine. Like, obviously, it's not fucking, uh, like, unbelievable, like, generational changing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, like, anything super crazy. But it is a sports game. It is a solid sports game. It does the sports game thing well. But then, because any of the NCAA games, and specifically the football one was the best of this, because of, like, the recruiting and the school and, like, you would create pipelines. Like, you start recruiting kids in Texas. So, mm-hmm. you're pushing hard for Texas. You get, like, a couple big recruits. Bang. Now you have Texas as a pipeline. Like, like it, it starts to become easier to get kids from Texas the more kids from Texas you've already gotten. Right, right. And, you know, you can chalk that up to, like, maybe that means you have good relationship with local coaches in Texas or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a thing. So, to me, it was like you have the solid sports game, but then you also have like kind of RPG elements to it, where like you're building this large thing. Like you know what I mean? You're starting from nothing if you play the game like I do, which is you always chose just some random school, and then like you you built it. You know what I mean? Like you were like you're like fuck these kids in Florida are fast. You know what I mean? Like so like, I right. want to start recruiting kids from Florida and get a pipeline set up there. So like you're doing all this extra work, but 
so for me, like, one of the things about NCAA football is just the level of commitment, right? You're playing a, just a generic sports game, but what separates it from Madden or 2K is, like, I'm building something. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I have this thing here I can look at and see, like, look how far I've come. Which is kind of what you get with an RPG, right? Like, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, you started as fucking Aloy, but by the end you're like, I can fucking shoot the largest dragon out of the sky. Like, like, like I'm the strongest, and that's right. what you have with NCAA. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So you got, you go ahead and take over from here because you're the one that yeah. sent me the tweet. Yeah, so I sent you a tweet because um, somebody on Twitter posted an article about Jimmy Johnson um, in the 80s and how he, before he went to Miami, um, he uh, had a chance to go to Arkansas and be the head coach there. And they passed up on him for some random guy that I don't think he did much. And so Jimmy Johnson goes to Miami and what does he do? He schedules Arkansas a couple years later and just absolutely fucking destroys them 51 to 7. In 1987. And so, um, and so somebody replied to that tweet about Jimmy Johnson and being just petty as hell. And he says, when I played the mid 2000s NCAA franchise, I used to keep a notebook where I would log recruiting so I could schedule teams two to four years later and smash recruits who went elsewhere. (laughs) And that level of commitment is what Uh, makes those games great. Like, Like the idea of someone like, he was trying to set up a pipeline in fucking Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And he had, like, two big recruits go somewhere else while he was doing it. And he was like, two years, you're going to be the starting quarterback because you're a five-star, so obviously you're going to be fucking good. That's why I wanted you. It's like, you decided to go to fucking Miami. So two years from now, scheduling in Miami and I'm beating <laughs> your ass. Like, I love it. I, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like, like, because, why like... are you having vindictive fucking games against imaginary players who don't actually exist? <laughs> but the thing is, I don't give a shit. That's amazing. Like, uh, I saw that and, and like, you 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 were like, that's the pettiest shit I've ever heard, right? Yes, yes. It's the pettiest ser- shit ever. Like, I, I tweeted that. So I read it. And then when I immediately when I read Notebook, I just could not stop laughing. And like then a I tweeted, physical notebook. Like yeah. my man kept actual pen and paper, pen and paper next, next to, to his, his game. Xbox 360. Like, like, or his PlayStation <laughs> 2. That's like, crazy. Like I was, um, I tweeted out, I was like, I keep rereading this. And every time I reread this, it just gets fucking funnier. And later that day, I was telling Sydney, I was like, this is the funniest thing. And she was like, wait, but... So they're not real people. I'm like, no, no, that's what makes it so fucking bizarrely, hilariously weird and makes total sense is that this dude is keeping notes for people who don't to be petty against people who won't see him be petty. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all for him because these are not, you know, it'd be one thing if like um, Andrew Wiggins, you know, doesn't go to Carolina and then he goes to Kansas and then he ends up being, you know, not that great. You go, haha, Andrew, like you maybe you tweet at him and be like, you should have picked Carolina, bum. Or even or even if you did it with real players in a game. Like, like, if Andrew Wiggins doesn't go to Carolina, so then in your NCAA basketball, you yes. fucking schedule Kansas to beat him every year he's exactly. there. Exactly, yes, like, yes, yes. Like, yeah. at least it was a real thing. Like, take that Andrew. It's a real person, right? There's, like, reasons yeah. to, to, to feel spurned because he actually spurned you. This is CGI fake, not This is randomly people. generated first name, randomly generated <laughs> last name, bro. Like, <laughs> randomly generated position, randomly generated sets. Uh, and like, decision, randomly generated. He could have easily gone to you, except he went over there because the computer algorithm or whatever the fuck they schedule it think it right. no go to the other one <laughs> it's just so, a pen and paper <laughs> so what's funny is that you you saw that and you're like that's the pettiest shit i've ever seen yeah i saw that uh, and as someone who had pen and paper recruiting notebook for NCAA, <laughs> 
Mine, mine was just so I could keep track of what the fuck was going on. So like, like I didn't. I saw that and I was like, I wish I would have fucking done that. Like, like I saw that and I was like, that's the best shit ever. I wish I'd been that guy. Like, like I wish I had been so ridiculously just like into that game enough that I was like writing down where people went. Like my thing was like I would see like uh, like I in my notebook I like would have if just so I could get to all the information quicker, I would write down like this guy is probably not going to come here like but I need him. It was always like just a wing to like cuz you had to put resources basically into it like right. time, visits, blah blah blah. And so like after a certain amount of time I'd be like it's going to take a lot of visits. It, 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 you know, a 10 out of 10 on effort and only a 6 out of 10 on need. So that one's not worth going after. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas I would see like one that's like, this one is going to take 8 out of 10 on effort, but it's a 9 out of 10 on need. So like, I'm going to push for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so it was that kind of deal. Like, I did have shit written down. But just, it's still like one more level. Right, like, like, if there's levels to the shit, my man was one more level ahead <laughs> because he tracked the kids down after they didn't go. Like, like when a kid didn't come to my school, I just crossed his name out, and that was the last I ever knew about it because I was still gonna win either way because I'm playing NCAA and I'm the fucking best. Like this dude was like, I'm gonna win anyways. Like I, I clearly play this game enough, I'm gonna win every year, and it's not gonna be hard, right? Yeah. But he still was like, but I need to fuck those kids. Like, yeah. like I need to fuck those kids <laughs> up, bro. Like, like if, you decided you didn't want to come to fucking, what's a, a capital fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't want to come to fucking Middle Tennessee State University. Bro, I'm coming for your ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, you know, when they bring it back, I think I'm going to do that. But maybe not, not keep names, but I'll probably do it for, like, schools, even if they didn't do anything. So I'll be like, huh, who should I do my out of conference? Uh, Villanova. Because they beat us in 2016. Let me give me UAB because they upset us that one time. Wofford because they beat us that one time. And they just beat the shit out of them. Even though they didn't play basketball, not real people, this 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I think... uh, I think think all of you need to take this L right now. (laughs) Yeah, Kansas, Kentucky, do... Well, do we want to play? Do Kansas, Kentucky, let me play those bitches. Drop 800 on them. Right. Exactly. It's like, wrong sport. Wrong sport. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. Um... (laughs) You will get this payback however I can give it to you. <laughs> but, um, so anyways, back to the draft. Yes. Um, so, so who wants to start in this game? Yeah. I, I can start and I can, we can just do like, you know, go down the top from, 10. Yeah. We'll start from pick one, right? From pick one. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do my 10. Um, so first one, I think, uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson, of course, I think that's kind of like, a um. I think just the lockiest lock ever. Like he literally tweeted at Jacksonville right. fans and was like, "Hey, Jacksonville, very excited to be part of your team." Like two months ago, and it's like, "Oh, okay." So, um, so let's go. Let's go pick by pick. Okay, like, let's okay. not give the full ten. We'll just go pick by pick. Okay, right? yeah. All right. So again, I also have Trevor Lawrence number one because if you're Jacksonville, you don't have a QB and you pass on Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones are all better than Trevor Lawrence. If you pass on Trevor Lawrence, you're foolish. You're absolutely foolish Everyone. because because I'm not saying I'm not saying he's definitely going to be the best, but if you don't pick him, the one that everyone thought was going to be the best, and he turns out to be even the second best, you're just going to be the giant asshole. Fuck yeah. Up. I feel like this is like the 82 uh or 80 84 80 the NBA the, the the Jordan draft right where you go number 1 you go Hakeem regardless right and right. nobody ever goes to the Rockets and goes you pick Hakeem you fucking idiots Michael Jordan yeah, was 3 Jordan you was go, way better than Hakeem you missed him people were yeah. like 
No, you. That's fine. Like I you mean, got that's, Hakeem. It's acceptable, <laughs> right? So even if Justin Fields or whoever ends up being better, you go and then what's his name ends up being just okay or like pretty good, like you yeah. know, like Matt Ryan level. You go, I'll take it, right? Because right. he was gonna be the thing, right? Like you go, sure, right? Right. All right. So that's pick one. Jacksonville mm-hmm. is taking Trevor Lawrence. We all think so. Yeah. Um. So do I'll give my. I'll give my second round pick first. This time, okay, yeah, and we'll for the Jets, keep, yeah. Yeah, we'll serpentine it. Yeah. Um, so the Jets, uh, apparently, uh, for some reason, have decided uh, that they are definitely drafting Zach Wilson. It's basically what I've heard. This yes. is not... Well, I mean, obviously, I'm choosing them to pick Zach Wilson. But this is not just my scenario. Like, I think just consensus out in the fucking news is mm-hmm. that they've decided they're taking Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, Zach Wilson from BYU. And I think, you know, nowadays... I think it's relatively easy to get rid of a quarterback who you draft highly after a few years. I mean, you know, they got rid of Sam Darnold. Um, I'm trying to think of who else got rid of somebody that they drafted. Um, the Cardinals, they drafted Josh Rosen, like top 10, and yeah. they were already on to Kyler Murray. So I think, you know, before, and back in like 2008, 2009, I think 2008, Sam Bradford, when he was drafted, he was like the last guy. You picked him at number one, you had to give that motherfucker a, like, a $50 million contract and you were stuck with him at like a ridiculous rate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they tweaked it to give them rookie contracts, now it's much more easy. It's, it's much easier to just be like, well, it hasn't worked out in two seasons. All right. We're not picking up your option or like, see you later. Right. You know, like the jets. I mean, the Jets could easily be, I mean, they're in the position that the Cardinals were where, you know, they picked Rosen one year. It didn't go well. And then the next year they're at number one at Kyler Murray. So you go, that was a quick, right? So, right. My thing is that just like this seems like a crazy choice to me. Like, all right, this to me is getting into. God, we talked about this before, but I can't remember the examples we used. But like, I think we were talking about uh, redacted, right? Like the 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 serial massage therapist uh, assaulter. Um, yeah, yes, yes. And it was like at some point, and, and uh, it might have been Lamar Jackson, maybe at some point. You look at the tape, and you're like, this guy, like, in, in my opinion, like, how do you look at Justin Fields, and you're like, I think I'd rather have Zach Wilson. Look, I don't know all the fucking physical attributes, but, like, if we're watching the final product, like, I've seen Justin Fields beat big-name teams and play well. Like, right. Zach Wilson, yes. is it BYU? You know what I mean? Like, okay. Yes, like... yes. I feel the exact same way because I think it also fits for uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Baker Mayfield, where you go, okay, you know, I think I know they were both taking number one overall, but you go, don't overthink it, right? Like, right. These dudes play Big 12 defenses all the time. They are in the, they're in the college football playoffs, right? They're, like, in there, right? Like, they, they even if they don't win the college football playoffs, which I don't think either one of them even won a game. Right. Nope, they didn't. Um, you go, they're there, right? Like, and right. We have they, the information. <laughs> right. And I think there's one guy later on, I think, not just BYU, but I think even, um, oh, damn, I didn't I didn't put him in my top 10, but I think he will go top 10, um, Trey Lance from, like, North Dakota State. I think right. he's, like, undefeated. I think he literally had, like, 30 touchdowns and no interceptions. But then you go, okay, but, like, it's Carson North Wentz Dakota also did that. State. Yeah, yeah, and like Carson Wentz was good for a little bit, but now he's not really good. So it's like, how do you adjust for that, right? Like the talent is so mo- is is the talent so ridiculous that he should have been 
you know, recruited by an Alabama or a or Georgia or a Tennessee, and they just missed. Like, nah. See here, and here's the argument even against that is like if you think like Mac Jones, like uh, I'm trying to think like Justin Fields, Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. If like if your argument is that Trey Lance has so much talent that like. Ohio State should have drafted him, right? How mm-hmm. can you even feel that way when Ohio State wasn't, like, bad? Like, they were like, we want Justin Fields, and then they continued, they, they proceeded to just win all the games they wanted to win. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no evidence to show that, like, they should have taken Trey Lance over Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, just fucking stick with, like, we've watched this guy beat big teams in big games and play well and not shrink. Like, that has to count for something. And then I feel like for some reason, like, they're like, but this guy's tall, and he's got lots of arm power. Like, and it's like Jesus Christ, like Trevor like, Simeon. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes that works. Like sometimes that works. Like um, Josh Allen, like right, like right. I thought he was going to be a fucking huge bust, but he's worked out. But then for the most part, Trevor Simeon, but the also, other really tall dude, just... Josh Allen is like also. We thought he was going to be a bust, and he also kind of was a bust for a short period of time. Like, I feel like the chance, like, how often does a quarterback that young, like, start to fuck up and then actually pull it all together? That's so rare. And it yeah. happened, yeah. which, more power to him, like, we were wrong. Like, he did start pulling it together yeah. and playing extremely well. But, like, uh, that's not the norm, for sure. Right. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I, I think it's literally just, I, I would say just him and probably Lamar Jackson. Like, dude, like, if you look at Lamar Jackson that first year where he started most of them, you go, okay, like, he's competent enough, right? He looks good. Right. And then the next year he goes MVP level, and you go, okay, like, that's fucking nuts, right? Right. The difference is Lamar Jackson was at least still good the first year. You know what I mean? You're like, eh, yeah. you know, maybe you didn't make it. Josh Allen looked bad the first year. <laughs> like, yeah. Josh yeah. Allen looked like, I was like, oh, you're going to need a replacement pretty quick. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but then he it all together. Yeah. So anyway, so Justin, I or sorry, Zach Wilson at two is mine. Do you also yeah. have Zach Wilson? Yeah, at two? I also have him at two uh, from BYU to the Jets. The Jets, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. So who do you? Yeah, who my you number three? three for the 49ers, They traded with the Dolphins, I believe, okay. for the third pick. It is the quarterback from Ohio State Justin Fields. I'm going to go with Justin oh, Fields here. Okay. I th- I don't think uh Kyle Shanahan ha- passes a chance up uh, passes up a chance to get a quarterback here. Even though even though they have Jimmy G, even though they're like he's their quarterback for the future, you know, that's what they're supposed to say, but I do think he they get uh Fields here at 3. Okay. All right. So my pick at 3 is Jamar Chase. Um he's Considered the best wide receiver in the draft, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, by basically everyone. Um, yeah. And I just feel like, for whatever reason, people are still out here defending Jimmy G's play. And, like, I just feel like they're... I, I don't get it, but, like... if Let's put it this way. If I were running the 49ers, I would probably be picking Justin Fields. Um, like, <laughs> but I don't feel like they're going to make that decision. I think they're going to be like, nah, Jimmy G's great. Like, like he, he is a good quarterback. Let's get him a this, weapon. Yeah, let's, we need to get him a weapon. Kind of like the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, let's get him more, let's get him fucking two more wide receivers and, like, you know, work on all this and be like, now, 
just so we can say like if he's bad it's definitely not for a lack of weapons right um so i i feel like that's gonna be what they do and then at the very least you have what they expect to be the best wide receiver in the draft yeah even if jimmy g doesn't end up being the answer it's not like you were gonna get trevor lawrence otherwise um you you still have jamar chase and then you try and find your next option later yeah okay cool cool all right so then round four um this one i wasn't really sure of uh this one like i kind of just looked at the mock drafts and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah this sounds fine um which is kyle pitts to atlanta um definitely i i despite having not watched college football and not really kept up with it just through like people talking about the draft well like for months now i feel like i've seen his name pop up a lot and he's apparently just an absolute freak um so i yeah i also have him at four um so you know to pick a tight end at four you're pretty much you're hoping for fucking what uh Kittle or yeah, you're hoping for Kelsey. Kittle, Kelsey, and Gronk, like right. the best of those, right? You're hoping for like a generational all-time talent. Um, I can't even remember the last time my tight end was taken this high. I think the Lions took T.J. Hokin or Hokinson or some shit like that at like ten, maybe. I remember they, they took okay. Eric Ebron at eight or nine. That was like almost ten years ago now. Um, but I can't remember the last one was that was taken at top five, right? It's like taking. Running back top five. Oh, the Cowboys were the last to do that. <laughs> um, but it's it's like that. I think. I think it's they're betting the bank on him, and and I think I think they're they're definitely sticking with Matt Ryan for a few more years. I do think maybe next year they'll pick up somebody or the year after. Um, but I do think they want to do like one last like all right, let's explode offensively and and get you know Julio yeah. Jones. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, if you're going to win one with with uh, if you've decided you still want to try and win one with Matt Ryan, then your answer is Kyle Pitts. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my four. Yeah. Okay. Um. So your five. My five is a uh, uh, Penny Sewell from Oregon, offensive lineman, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. And so from everything I've seen is that he's the best offensive line. He actually sat out last year due to COVID because he didn't want to, I mean, he was going to be a number one pick or a top, top pick even before he was able to come out. So he just sat out a year and now he's uh, being drafted or he's in the draft. And I think the Bengals pick him uh, just because this week they released some pictures of the Bengals, the new uniforms and they look cool. But the thing that stood out was the massively horrific scar on Joe Burrow's knee from where he tore his like <laughs> ACL and MCL and whatever other CLs there are in there. Right. Um, so the man needs protection. He, I, from even before he, he got, you know, he tore his ACL, I kept seeing him get fucked up in right. the pocket. So I think, you know, it's kind of like a no brainer, right? You go, yes, it'd be nice to get him another weapon, but the man needs to be able to stand up to even do anything. So that's, yeah, at number five, the offensive lineman from Oregon. I have the exact same pick. Um, I, I, my whole thing, you know, I didn't really watch or see anything about Cincinnati uh, last year. But, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like, if nothing else, seeing what you hoped to be your franchise quarterback 
who wasn't playing poorly to just go down from an injury. You're like, we gotta protect them. Like, like, like yes. we, gotta, we need help. We gotta protect them. I don't give a fuck about the weapons. Like, I don't care if he if we go 0-16, I just need for him to not get hurt again. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so that's a natural reaction is to be like, all right, we're getting the best offensive lineman on the board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's who I have at... Yeah, it's, it, it's like one of those, like, you know boring like you know you're just in the trenches it's it's like the kind of picks honestly the cowboys have been making for the last decade where you go you look back and you go really only one draft they've kind of fucked up i think it's like 2017 or 18 where they just like fucking miss on everybody but other than that taco charlton i remember that one was the bad one yes (laughs) yes yeah that one was a bad one so i think all of the other ones you go well that ooh, that guy's in the trenches ooh, that offensive lineman you know zach martin tyron smith um travis frederick before you're tired you know you know you, you um it's like that, right? You'll look back and you'll be like, "What did they pick?" And even oh, the yeah, ones, even the ones we didn't do like that, still just happened to turn out good, like CD Lane. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that. Yes, like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that was a nail. We nailed that one. And then, yeah. um, uh, Leighton Vanderesh. Leighton Vanderesh was like the most questionable one of all time for me, and then it turned out all right. I mean, other than yes. constantly hurt. Um, we just picked up Sean Lee to replace Sean Lee, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of like the boring pick, but at this point, like, that's what you need. If you, if you have Joe Burrow and you're worried about him getting hurt, it sounds like you need somebody to protect him. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, who do you have at six to the Dolphins? So, at six for the Dolphins, I have uh, already forgot his first name, but his last name is Waddle. Is it, it starts with a J. Is it Jalen oh, Waddle? Jalen, yeah, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Um, for what I've seen... Uh, People are talking about him like he is just the fastest shit to ever walk the earth. Um, I saw someone say he could be the next Devin Hester, but a better receiver. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that, but you were fucking wilding to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the first man to get 100 in speed and Madden? Right. Like, And so I just was like, holy shit. And yeah. so here's the thing. You know, that sounds like a reach to me, just based purely off of, Without even knowing, I don't know shit about Waddle, but you're fucking reaching when you say something like that. But for you to even have the gumption for that sentence to come out of your mouth, the dude clearly has to be fast. So right. at this point, I'm like, the Dolphins are like, you know, we could use like we could use someone for fucking Tua to Tagavaloa, someone yeah. for Tua to throw to. So like, let's get Waddle. And we'll just have him out there start fucking bombing it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like we're going to try and make this thing work. Um, yeah, right. And you if just nothing else, be, we're streaking. Like, right. And and if nothing else, it's the way I feel about my San Francisco pick where they picked Jamar Chase. Is they're like, we're not sure to is the answer. But if worst case scenario is we get a guy who's out here returning punts like crazy and also a good receiver, then we can, we can find, a, when we find another quarterback down the road, like, like we, we're still going to be glad to have this guy. Right, right. So, so that's who I have it. Uh, six to the Dolphins. Uh, who do you have? Yeah, uh, at six I have Jamar Chase from LSU, okay. and you already mentioned him earlier. I think you had him going to San Francisco. San Francisco. With Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, he also sat out this year because of COVID. He was part of that big fucking LSU just juggernaut from 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, everything. It's it's it, you know when you get these guys in the top 10 as wide receivers. And I know the game's changed. It used to be just one or two, but the fact that we're talking about like three, basically, um, it's kind of like, they better be, you know, like, what's his name? Um, 
DeAndre Hopkins, right? They right. better be DeAndre Hopkins. They better be, you know, maybe Calvin Johnson. I know he's a you know Hall of Famer, but um, they better be like you know one of the guys, right, on offense. Like exactly. So, you know, and then like you said, sorry, excuse me, about the sneeze. Uh, Tua needs help, so why not get him? You know, one of the best wide receivers uh, available. Absolutely, and and for what it's worth, if if Jamar Chase was still available on my board by the time I had gotten to this pick, mm. uh, he would have been he would have been going to the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Like the only reason yeah. the Dolphins are picking Waddle in my scenario is because Jamar Chase went to San Francisco. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So who? who yeah, my number is seven. Seven to the Lions. Yes, for this one I have Devontae Smith from Alabama, wide okay. receiver, another wide okay. receiver. Um, Heisman Trophy winner. I know that some people are skeptical about his size. I think he's only like six foot, uh, one sixty. Like That's fucking nuts, bro. Yeah. How how do you even walk? Like, how does your <laughs> body not just crumple in on itself at that weight? And and not just that, but put up those re- fucking re- ridiculous stats, dude. Just like like just insane. Every time he caught it, he was liable to go you know fifty yards for a touchdown. I don't know how this would go. I can't think I can I can think of small wide receivers, right? You can think of a guy like Darren Sproles, Steve Smith. I know he's well he caught it out of the backfield, Steve Smith, you know, small, but they were bulky, right? They looked like right. people. They were like big. I can't think of the last time that a wide receiver was small and rel- rel- relatively slender. Um I think maybe I mean I always imagine DeAndre Hopkins being Yeah very he seems a little slender. But like, he's not uh, quite small. that small, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, let's see. DeAndre no, he's 214. So he literally has like almost 60 Holy pounds shit. on. Holy shit. What's his name? How tall is he? Uh, 6'1. And we thought he was small. We mm-hmm. thought DeAndre Hopkins, a 6'1, 215, was small compared to this guy who's six foot 160. So here's what I will say. The only way that this man is able to play in the NFL is because you can't hit wide receivers going over the middle anymore. And I'm not saying we need to go back to that, you know, for all the head trauma and CTE. But can you imagine if he was 160 and had tried to fucking snag one in oh a slant God. and you saw fucking, God, what was his name? What was the safety for the Cowboys? It's kind of old, but like he was terrible in coverage. But he could come up and stop the run, and he hit everyone like a brick fucking wall. Oh, my gosh. It was a uh, fucking Roy Williams, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Williams got burnt on a deep ball every so many times every fucking game. <laughs> and it was like, why are you back there? But then you'd see like a running back hit a hole, and then all of a sudden it'd just be fucking Roy Williams. Bang! Like, and, like yep, yep, yep. can you imagine if you were six one one sixty and that dude came <laughs> and was the one that caught you? <laughs> if Troy Palomalu caught you coming across the middle, oh my it God, would be yeah. curtains for you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you, your so, body would literally just be ripped a tw- like ripped fucking asunder. Like your body would just be a, just a mess. Like you yeah. would just be a pile of bones and skin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even a guy who you would think, oh, that's a small guy, like Julian Edelman, he's 198, so... Holy shit, that was going to be the one I said if you didn't say DeAndre Hopkins. Like, like when mm-hmm. you said DeAndre Hopkins, I was like, yeah, that makes up. But you were like, small and slender, I was like, Edelman? Welker? 
but like, holy shit, he's still even got, those like, guys are close to two hundred. Yeah, and they're so maybe, shorter, I mean, right? I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's like, uh, how old would he is he? Like twenty? I'm guessing he's like twenty one, twenty two, right? Yeah. So he has. I'm, I would think that he has the chance to, you know, bulk up. Right. Mm-hmm. Westwalker was one eighty five, right? But Ray also, Rice was two twelve. Also, these guys were super fucking injury prone too. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 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 you you know who we're missing? Um, Deshaun Jackson. Is he that small? One seventy five. How tall is he? Five ten. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the that's closest. like the closest one, right? Yeah. And and. I would, and he's. I mean, he's still. I think. I don't. I don't know if he's in a roster right now, but his career has been, well, or was, or is, pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just based that it's entirely on speed, and mm-hmm. that he you literally always see him just. Hey, down they didn't the side. ask. They didn't ask him not once to go over the middle, so that that could be it. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, run these seam routes. Try to not seam routes. Cut. Out routes or little curls. bubbles, little screen yeah. bubbles. Yeah, end arounds. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if he, I mean, literally, dude, like, you know, he's twenty one. He puts on twenty pounds. You're six foot one eighty. So like, it's not great, but it's also, you know, we'll see how yeah. it goes. It, it's not horrific, yeah. Yeah, so that's not a bad pick. Um, yep. so that was that's who you had lines at seven, correct? Yep. All right, so lines at seven. I have Justin Fields coming off the board because there's you You're traded a, you you traded away Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Alright, so here's here's the thing. The Rams saw the team they had, right? And they were like, our quarterback is what's holding us back. And we could use Matt Stafford, right? I have always thought Matt Stafford was overrated. So to me, if the Rams staff saw Matt Stafford, who they who I think is just like a guy that just like puts up gaudy passing numbers because he throws the ball a ton, and they were like that could work for us, then what the fuck did you have in Jared Goff? Like, if you saw a guy who I think is just slightly above average, mm-hmm. or or just above average, but not, like, great or elite, and you're like, yeah. that's the one that's going to win us the Super Bowl, on a team where he never fucking got close, you know what I mean? Like, the quarterback, Matt Stafford for the Lions, never fucking got close to any sort of postseason success. And mm. the Rams, who almost won a Super Bowl, were like, that's the guy we need. What the fuck did you have? Like, like, like <laughs> what was holding you back in Jared Goff? So there's no way, if I'm the Lions, I'm looking at that situation, right? I'm looking, mm. if I'm the Lions, and I'm like, the guy I just couldn't get to, I couldn't win a game in the playoffs with, that guy is the guy that this team thinks is going to win the Super Bowl, and they shipped me this guy instead. This guy must be dog shit. This guy must be <laughs> just actual dog food like i need to get something better and so they make the smart decision and they pick up justin fields not trey lance please don't fuck me on this picture lance. Uh, nice, but, nice. but that that's my pick and that's my rationale for it okay um, okay so who do, you, who do you have at eight eight to the panthers i have uh let me catch his first name uh, Slater. Uh, hold Rashawn on. Slater. Rashawn Slater. I, have Rashawn yeah, I also Slater. have him for the Panthers. All right. So this was another pick where I looked at the mock drafts and I was like, sure. I like, and, and so, <laughs> so I saw that. And I will say that right before I announced this pick just now here on this podcast, I was like, you know what? That makes sense though, because 
if you're saying like we're we're, we're not gonna go with Teddy Bridgewater, we're gonna go with a young QB who we think didn't get to reach his actual potential at the Jets because it's the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Let's get him some protection to make sure that he can reach the true potential here, right? Right. Whether right. or not you, yep. whether or not you or I personally think that Sam Darnold has that potential, the Panthers have made the decision that he could, right? And so, yeah. like, it, it might as well give him a full, like, an actual, honest chance. to God chance, yeah. Right. Because why? If your argument is that he just didn't have a good, like, the Jets didn't treat him right, you know what I mean? Didn't surround him with yeah. uh, the options or the keys to success. If you picked him now, knowing that, like, you didn't pick him thinking, well, he can turn a whole team around. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've seen that he can't. So, yeah. I assume you're making that decision with, like, the fact that, like, we need to kind of set things up for him. We think he could bring us to the Super Bowl, but th- the right pieces do need to be in place, so let's start putting those right pieces here. So, let's start with offensive lineman Rashawn Slade. Yep, yep, yep. And, and, you know, they have McCaffrey still. They have yep. DJ Moore, who I think is – you know, very, I think he's underrated at this point and Robbie Anderson. Um, so I think, you know, they got a good little offensive squad going and if, if they can get him protection and and sort of get him to, to get going like on a Josh Allen level, I could, you know, they could make some noise. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So who do you have going to the Broncos at nine? At nine, I have linebacker Mika Parsons from Penn state. Um, I don't know, kind of like with the quarterback with, not knowing who the quarterback is there, I sort of feel the same way about the team as a whole. Where, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> where I'm like, I don't have a feeling for them at all. Like, who is, like, you know, like, like, um, even though they're at West, you know, like, I know sort of the, the, the 49ers. They're a run-heavy team. They can run up your ass. They, they fucking run all over. They, they, they have schemes and they run. You know, the Cardinals, they have Kyler and they have, uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins and um, that's what they have, right? You sort of have, an, like a, even if you don't follow the teams, you sort of have, like, an idea of what's good about them. I don't know anything about the about the Broncos, so that must mean that they're not very good, so that means that they have to fix their defense. So, <laughs> Mika uh, Parsons, the first linebacker from Penn State, um, Big Ten, I, I just, you know, you just kind of, this is, like, not quite, like, offensive line, but I think it, it's a nice, solid foundation. Right. I literally... Since you we talked, since you mentioned, you said, since you said the words like I don't have a feel for the Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know a single starter on their team. <laughs> I can't. I cannot come up with one. I don't know who their number one wide receiver is. Uh, it's um Melvin Gordon was there at one point, but he's not anymore. He's not um Philip. He's not, is he? Or is he? I don't know. Is he still there? I, I don't Lindsay know. Philip was there at one point. Like, right? Yeah, like, Philip Lindsay. Well, yeah, Philip Lindsay, I, I remember him. He was like a rookie. number one guy. Yeah, he was like, they were like, I was like, oh, like he's like the new Arian Foster, undrafted, and he comes in, and then I didn't hear much from him last season, so it's like, okay. Um. Okay, Melvin Gordon is the running back for the Denver Broncos. I got one. <laughs> he's the only guy on that team that I... Hold on. Von Miller still with the Broncos? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I th- he Boom, tore his look at ACL me. or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second guy I was able to name, you were like, tore his ACL. I was like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's, that's, yeah. that's the Broncos. Yeah, they um, got a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, throw a linebacker in. Yeah. That's that's all I got. I also have Parsons. I, uh, okay. That, that, was, that one, even more than the Panthers one, I was like, 
Uh, sure. Like, 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 I don't know enough about the team to even, like, you know, like, sometimes you're like, well, you know, is it, is it, you know, do you go for talent or do you go for need? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I, need is fucking everything. Like, it, the Broncos, like, what do you need? You need all of it. I don't, I don't give a shit. The, it, we talked about this with, uh, with the Knicks on draft day. We are like, what are your needs? And it was like, all of them. Like, I, I need everything that's not R.J. Barrett. Like, any position, I'll take it. That's how I feel like the Broncos are. Like, what position do you need? Well, it's like, well, we just spent a lot of money on Melvin Gordon, so anything but that. Like, <laughs> and so we have chosen a linebacker from Penn mm-hmm. State. Nice. Um, so that means I need to end with our final uh, pick here, which is yeah. the Cowboys at 10. Mm-hmm. Who do you um, have? So I have, this is where I'm going to separate from the pack, right? Like, I, we, we have a couple differences here and there, which are yeah. going to really, but this is going to be the one that's fucking really out there, which is uh, I have them picking up uh, Barra Tucker, the offensive lineman. Because I, also, I don't think I saw him anywhere up here in a single fucking draft, but he was the second, it looks like the second, or sorry, it's uh, Sewell and Slater were the two. Mm-hmm. Offensive line I saw taking first, and then knowing what I know about the Cowboys, and I look to see who, and it seems like this guy was kind of the consensus number three um, lineman. Okay. So I decided to go with that because the thing is, is like we have a million weapons on offense. Uh, I feel like our defense overachieved last year, um, if I remember correctly. Could be remembering incorrectly. Um, I mean, but, early on they were like, hor- like historically horrific. That is true. But I feel like we kind of pieced it together a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like, we were in games with, like, our backup quarterback. So, I mean, I feel right. I feel like we can, we're can we piecing it together little by little. Right, right. And it just sucks because, like, you know, early on in the season, uh, the offense was, like, fucking nuts. And then the defense was shitty. And then, of course, they, they switched at the exact same fucking time. So, of yeah. course, the, yeah, they, they were never in line. They were never both at the same time. It was always just, like, like a fucking night. Okay, anyway, continue. But with that being said, we just had Dak Prescott coming off a horrific injury. Um, much like I said with the, you know, picking um, Sewell for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, you see mm. the guy that you've decided is going to be your quarterback get hurt like that. And you're like, we need to fucking shore it up. Yep, and yep. the thing is, like, we do, we've had great offensive linemen. But now, the past couple of years seem to starting to be getting plagued with injuries. I think a lot of these guys are starting to get near the end of their careers probably. Um, Travis Frederick retired. Uh, I think, I think we are now going to have to retool that offensive line. Yep. It's been the one thing that even in the bad years we've been able to hang our hat on is like, yeah. well, we have a good offensive line and we're starting to get to the point where that's not an option anymore. Yeah. It's like and, cracking, showing the cracks. Yeah. Cause you go, Oh, that insane Dallas Cowboys offensive line. And then you go, yeah, that was 2014, 2016. That was five to seven years ago. So and the problem is it's all the same guys. Yeah. So, like, it's it's not even a matter of, like, well, obviously your offensive line's not as good anymore when you lost so-and-so and so-and-so. It's, like, it's the same guys. They're just falling off production-wise because they're getting old, they're getting injured, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I just feel like we're going to have to shore that up. And if you're spending yeah. all that money on wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, that means offense is where you're hanging your hat. And the only other way to shore up your offensive line without money is through the draft. So yep. that's where I'm going. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to go with 
J.C. Horn, a cornerback okay. from South Carolina. Um, the top-rated quarterback, cornerback, I think, you know, anywhere the defense can get better, I'm down for. I think I keep seeing updates about, like, literally all of our cornerbacks have left. Um, Cheeto Owuzie, I think he's gone. A bunch of these other guys are gone. So I'm like, you know what? If you're going to go top 10, might as well go with the best one, and, and hopefully he becomes a shutdown corner. Absolutely. And and that, I would not be mad at that pick. No. Um, yeah. yeah, I think... I, I think if for sure if you're going talent, even need, I, I get. I guess realistically, Horn probably makes more sense um, as a pick. Like it's probably the smarter pick. But I think thematically, based on you know, like Jerry Jones, what we know, what we like to hang our hat on in terms of offensive line, and you know, we we're putting a lot towards this offense and have been doing so for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't foresee us doing that. And so that's why I went with my kind of my unpopular dark horse pick of picking an offensive lineman, um, probably too high, uh, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, getting what you need and can use. Now I I will count this still as a victory. This will be a victory for me and not a loss for you. But if we somehow trade down and end up picking this guy just further back, with oh. then that's a fucking jump. It would be the biggest win for me. Like, Dude, if you if they trade down and pick this exact same guy at like whatever, I'm I will say I, I it's like one of those. It's like grabbing the golden snitch in Harry Potter, right? Like you just win automatically if they like trade down. Like if they specifically trade down, not if they pick him here, but just if they specifically trade down and get him at whatever. Yeah, that would be nuts. Especially because I was like, it's a little high to pick him, but I think we still want him. So if we trade down and get him, I'll be like, I was in the fucking room. I was in the war room. I knew where we were drafting. I saw the draft board. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, like, you can tell the future. Tyler, <laughs> yeah. tell me when I die. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with the fucking uh, the. I, I searched through a million possibilities. This is the only one where we win a Super Bowl. <laughs> hit you with the Doctor Strange. Ah, oh, fuck. Alright guys, um, so that's that's our draft. Yep. Uh, we'll, we will come back next week, um, a week after the draft, you will hear us, one of us just absolutely berate and shit talk the other, even if we only got like three picks right and the other person got two, doesn't matter, <laughs> you still lost, you're holding What if up. by some miracle, like, one of us nails all ten? Like, no, there's zero chance. It, it, it's, it'll be like the, um, the fucking, like... The galaxy brain. Have you seen those memes oh, where yeah, like, the guy's yeah, brain yeah. is huge and he's like sitting on it and he's it's like it's so huge that he's like playing chess against himself, but it's all the same brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that will be me if we trade down and get fucking Vera Tucker. Um, but anyways, uh, that's the episode. Um, if you want to catch me, you catch me at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. If you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter and emails directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. As usual, stay safe, stay entertaining. We will catch you guys next week. Later, guys. Peace.